2: See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, Positively FedEx.
0: I had the craziest dream last night. I dreamt that we had George Clooney and Gail King on the show. What's that? My producer is talking to me in my ear, just a second. They are on the show? Both of them right now? Well. We better start then. I was lucky enough to be in the very first of many esteemed, incredible movies that you were making.
3: We had fun. That was really fun.
0: Best time ever. Yeah. You're not supposed to have that much fun. Yeah. Although you always do. All right. I'm going to show a clip. This is us uh, doing Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. We got to go celebrate. Let's go roller skating. I can't.
4: I got a date. Okay. Cool. Will you call me
0: after. Okay. 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 Bye. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Sam Rockwell.
0: Sam Rockwell, who also won an Academy yes. Award for yeah. uh, three billboards. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I loved him too. I wanted him as the villain in the first Charlie's Angels movie.
3: And he was. Wasn't and he, he was. Yeah, he, and he did this dance routine that he he's a great dancer. He
0: literally strapped a pair of Capizios on this yeah. guy, and he just. <laughs> Does the Watusi meets like modern dance. Like he has springs in his feet. He's like Tigger from Winnie the Pooh, you know?
3: (laughs) I never really thought of it that way, but you're absolutely right.
0: Um, I I just went and saw him in American Buffalo. Is he great? He is just incredible. I mean, I just love Sam Rockwell so much. We had the best time on that film. Like, I mean, I feel like good times follow you wherever you go.
3: Yes, well that's because I drink. Yeah. (laughs) That's a problem, really. Oh, it does uh, become a problem. At some I, point.
0: I got so drunk while we were making confessions of a dangerous mind. I made out with Waldo. Um, <laughs> so, oh, Waldo I... is like George's best friend, mm. and like they work together. And then, yeah, the next day at work, I was like. Uh, 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 cool. Because yeah. like, everyone's just so cool, you know?
3: We were in Montreal, we were all stuck up there together and you had just gone through a divorce, remember? And you just come up there and it was an emotional time for you. <laughs> if you Did remember. I seem
0: emotional?
3: Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The third divorce was the most emotional. That took me down for like five or six or seven years. I still haven't dated since then. Uh, That one I feel like I recovered from pretty quickly. You did
3: quite well, apparently, with Waldo, right off the bat.
0: Well, I mean, there's nothing like getting a drunk makeout with like a gorgeous, handsome, safe man.
3: Well, you know, it was funny though. you sort of needed to be somewhere safe at that point, which is what the one thing we really felt, and I remember the first day of shooting we were shooting down that uh, that hallway, and you were going to talk to Sam through the doorway and it was and after we finished, you know you were you know, you were very vulnerable then, and Sam and I came over, and we were just hugging you and It was a really interesting moment because there was this you know you're, what you 've always been able to do is show such vulnerability on on, on camera. You know, that's why everybody loves you so much. But you were you know, you were in a in a uh, you know, in a vulnerable place in your real life. And so it was really um, it, it felt like incumbent upon us to make sure that you were going to be okay. And that was fun.
0: You know, Sam and you are people that I've never had romantic relationships with. You are very That's much- what she said. Yeah. <laughs> I never made out with you drunk one night. It was though. Well, she, was,
3: she was actually really drunk. And <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it's, Sam was like my brother and you are like my uncle. I had mm. a very sort of, no, it's true. <laughs> or my brother.
3: No, it's okay. I'm your grandfather. <laughs>
0: I had a very, like, you were someone who was very safe for me. You know, most women who work with George Clooney are going to be like, how can I, you know, make him fall in love with me? And for you, I was like, how can I be a forever person in your life? And you are very safe. And you are someone who I deeply respected. And I think we're similar in the sense that we want to be around people who are super fun, Mm -hmm. who we can build things with. Mm -hmm who we can have good times with, but who are emotionally rational and stable and behave in a certain way where I'm always looking to hang out with people where I'm like, I wanna be like them. Whether it's one day or as soon as possible. I don't hang out with a lot of knuckleheads even though I could have been a knucklehead a lot in my life. And I have a lot of lifelongers.
3: I think that's important, you have to have that. I Listen, I, you know, I have sort of a rule of working, which is, you know, life's too short rule, where you just, you know, you'll get a call from someone and you go, I'm never gonna work with that guy. You know, <laughs> it's just never gonna happen.
0: Because you know their reputation. Yeah, and I don't need
3: it. I mean, life is too short, and you know, when we do a job, it's, Four months. If you're directing, it's a year and a half. That's right. And you don't really want to spend that time, you know, you know placating people who are really uh, unpleasant. And there are some, not many. I find most of the people that uh, I've worked with over the years are just fantastic.
0: I agree. I think there are more good people than not, but not everybody a lot of people will cut and bleed and sacrifice for the work and you know those are the same people that we're talking about it's like it's art I have to be tortured everyone around and sure. we're just not we don't play like that we want to be happy we want to work with people we love we want to create families sure and this is our life. Mm-hmm. But I did feel really safe with you and Sam. And that was one of the best times I've ever had at work in my life. It reminds me of when I'm with, like, Adam Sandler. Like, we just have the best time. Yeah. And he's also another one. I've never had a romantic relationship. There's a theme.
3: That's what he said. Why are you applauding that? They're applauding that you've never had a romantic relationship with Adam Sandler.
1: This episode is brought in part to you by Audible by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text Pod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text Pod to 500-500. Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Shop.
0: And you've been in so many iconic movies and TV shows mm-hmm. and we just would love to share fun facts. If there's a fly on the wall moment, a first thing that comes to your head, rapid fire, something we wouldn't have known otherwise, a little tidbit, a morsel, if you will, a hot thing, I don't know, memory lane. It's called behind the scenes. It's my favorite segment <laughs> that we would do at the show. Okay,
4: um, the Golden Girls.
0: Yeah. I- uh-
3: B. Arthur was the funniest person in the world. Uh, They were all hysterically funny, but B. Arthur really made me laugh. She was filthy, filthy funny.
4: Oh,
0: my kind of girl. Oh,
3: filthy, but great.
0: Oh, okay. Love it. Okay. From dusk till dawn, baby. Mm -hmm.
4: I love that movie so much.
3: Uh, Let me think. Uh, uh, You know, well, working with Quentin was really crazy and fun. Uh, Salma was spectacular. Oh, my God. Great. Uh, and and I was, the first time I worked with, uh, I was doing a TV series, I was doing ER, and uh, and I was working, the first time I was working, it was my first sort of big film. Before that I'd done a lot of like, you know, Return of the to Killer too. domains and you know, stuff like that. So this is my first sort of grown up, if you could call that film grown up, my first grown up film.
0: Well, Quentin is, yeah. you know, the big leagues. Yeah, he was big leagues. He's as good as it gets. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so far. with those guys forever. You were so early to that. Like, you, They're you, just you funny. started they, it. They
3: just made... Well, I didn't start it. They, they started They made... I thought they were really brilliant and funny, and I think they really are brilliant and funny. Even when they go at me, which they've done before, you know? It's fun. I don't care. It's I
0: know. Fun. They do the same with me on SNL. It's like, you know, it's my favorite thing. I hold records. Still the youngest host 40 years later at seven years old. Like, no one's taken that. No. But they'll go after me sometimes, um, you know, over the years. And it's, yeah, it's like you're like, okay, like it, but it's still my favorite thing in the world.
3: Right. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, you take it on the chin. Um, okay. Good night and good luck is one of the most beautiful, important, poetic, extraordinary, outside of the box. Right. Nobody was doing anything like that. You crafted this film um, that is a masterpiece. How did you come up with the concept to approach it that way?
3: I was upset with the lack of uh, journalists, the fourth estate, not questioning the lead up to the Iraq war. And I felt like the other three estates had sort of given up, you know, and so we were on our way there and no one was asking questions. And when these other, when when the executive branch and the judicial branch and the legislative branch don't stand up, the fourth estate, the, you know, the, the press has to, and they didn't. And so I just started looking back at times trying to find a moment when uh, when those same branches were failing and the fourth estate stood up and that was when uh, Murrow took on McCarthy. And so I wrote it about that and it was, it was something you know, I'm immensely proud of, but it was a really fun thing to do too.
0: What was the conversation also when you said, I wanna make this the most beautiful film ever in black and white?
3: Yeah, they didn't want that. Of course. Well, you know, black and white's a hard thing to get people to do, but you know, we only know those characters in black and white.
4: Oh, okay. Um, because,
3: and, and we were gonna use, it's funny, we used actual footage of, uh, uh, of McCarthy, you know, jo- Joe McCarthy in, you know, in the film, it's all just him. And then when we tested it, everyone says, you know, what do you like the actors, do you like the actors? And they go, the guy playing McCarthy was terrible. And right. I was like, yeah, <laughs> it was McCarthy.
0: Okay, the last thing I have to hit, because yep. it's, my, it's very personal for me and yes. maybe anyone else in this audience, but Joe, Tootie, Natalie, Blair, mm. Mrs. Garrett.
4: I mean, that really was when we first fell in love with you
0: before ER. What was it like on the set of Facts of Life? It was amazing.
3: I, I, listen, uh, it, it really was fun. I mean, they really are, they're really wonderful, young at the time, ladies. Uh, and we were sort of that switch over. I was I there mean, for. Look at this. I was there for one year I with Mrs. Garrett, much. and then the next year with Cloris Leachman taking over. That's and, right. And Cloris was crazy fun. Like, literally. Like, I
0: heard she is kind of like the B. Arthur with the wicked, wicked sense of humor.
3: Crazy, crazy. Like, she would like lift up her dress and be like, look, George. And I'd be like, okay. But I mean, just out of look, jokes. Look at that. Uh, you look, look, look at those hair. Now, that's two mullets.
0: By the way, I going to Look at this, a oh, Mackenzie
3: uh, Astin. Look at Mackenzie. Yeah, they were all great. They're still great. They're really nice. They were really nice young women. Uh, Nancy and I stayed uh, pretty close over the years. And, so.
0: and I just, I mean, for me, growing up as a girl, that show was really important to me because, mm. kind of like the way when we were older, Sex in the City spoke to us, which was like. Every woman, I don't know what it is for men, but we all have different sides of our personality. We have the go-getter, the more soft or silly side, the more romantic, the more kind of tough can-do. And so when you see a show that represents every facet of who you are as one individual, that is good television and that's what the Golden Girls did. Mm. We all had each side of those in us. Well, the
3: Golden Girls is... The reason the Golden Girls really worked too was because they could get away with stuff that if those women were 30, they could never have said on network television, you know? But they could do anything they wanted and, and they were just, they get away with it. It was so much fun though. That was a fun show to work on.
0: I mean, it just. You
3: know? uh, Betty White was a godsend, you know? Uh, <laughs>
2: It's a thoughtful way to celebrate their accomplishments and make the occasion even more special. Visit MMS.com to create your own personalized gifts and party favors for graduations, weddings, birthdays, and more. That's MMS.com. Use code WONDERY to receive 15% off your next order.
4: We welcome you back to the Drew Barrymore Show. My name is Gail King, and you may know our next guest... From 15 and Getting Straight, Wayne's World 2, or how about this, her cameo in Wax Works 2. Take a look at her in action. (laughs) (laughs) Please welcome the host of The Drew Barrymore Show, Drew Barrymore. What is happening in that clip we just watched? You were the blonde in the middle.
0: So this was Waxworks you. Two, um, and the director called me and said, "Can you show up at this mall at midnight? We're we're going to shoot a scene, and we need two actresses uh, in you know in a bed, but we're just shooting it in the middle of a mall."
4: And do you even know who the other actress is beside you? Do you remember her? She's
0: not an actress. She was my friend Hadrian. I was like, I'm with my girlfriend Hadrian. Like and, and they he's said, like bring her too? He said, bring her too. and that's how we ended up in a scene in Waxworks
4: too. That's funny. That's funny. So, so that's the backstory. That. know Drew is always asking guests about behind the scenes moments from their projects. So today. We're turning the tables on you and asking about
0: you. I can't believe it. It's time for behind the scenes.
4: Do you feel like playing? Yes, I do. Especially with you. (laughs) I I think this is hilarious. First up, Amy Fisher. That was such a huge story.
0: I was very uncomfortable. Um, It was like one of my first roles that was sexy. You know, she was the Long Island Lolita. Lolita. I was trying to change my own image from being like a kid, you know, actress. And I thought, oh, well, go sexy. That'll be an interesting (laughs) turn of events. But I wasn't comfortable doing it. Um, And then I got really comfortable doing it for many
4: years. (laughs) So this film sort of broke me. Next, Doppelganger.
0: They kept sending me home early, which never happens on movie sets, so that they could film stuff that they wouldn't tell me was happening in the movie. But apparently, (laughs) I keep turning into some alien, but I wasn't there when they shot those scenes because I don't know, they didn't want to tell me that. So I still have never seen the full movie.
4: Well, there's time. (laughs) Oh God. There's time. It's so bad. Bad Girls.
0: Okay, this was important for me. This was huge. This was the first time I got hired back for a studio film Mm. because all I was doing were B-movies, And um, I had just had a B-movie hit called Poison Ivy. I
4: remember that, yes.
0: Thank you. I remember
4: that. Let's go to Wedding Singer. I love Wedding Singer, because it's you and Adam Sandler. I love you and Adam Sandler.
0: Well, I showed up to Adam and I said, I'm convinced you and I are supposed to do a movie together. And I have a production company that I'm starting, Flower Films, you have Happy Madison, and I'd like to join forces. What if we put our production companies together and created and, something? And Wedding Singer was born. And The Wedding Singer was born. And the haircut?
4: I love the haircut! You love the haircut, okay. Charlie's Angels. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs>
0: women always have to be so serious and brooding in action movies?
4: That was quite the trio. And it reminds me, your very first show, you did, you did a reunion with. That's, that's right. what I remember. I've, I've never seen, A, the technology that you did, and it was just so nice to see the three of you. So, bravo to you. Grey Gardens. I, um, oh, wow.
0: The director didn't want me. Um, Michael no. Susie. Um and they kept saying, we want a- an actress who has won awards for this film. Um, so did
4: you convince him to put you in So hand? I showed up and
0: I said, I just want you to hear my case. And I sat down and I brought a binder this big and every page was highlighted and annotated and it was about her life. And there were probably over a thousand pages in there. And I said, I will work night and day. I will get lost in this, but I know you want someone who's won awards. How do you think those people get that chance?
4: Wow, yeah. So <laughs> you? But that's w- why do <laughs> I always say when someone says no, no backwards is on, so you say <gasps> game on. And that's what you did. And finally, I, I chose E.T. for me. I chose E.T. I love E.T. He is still playing. We actually found a clip of you. Really? Viewing your own performance of E.T. Oh my God. Roll tape, please. How about Drew Barrymore? What do you think of the job she did? You have mixed feelings about it? Didn't you think you did a real good job?
0: That's medium. One down and one up is medium. So, I'm still that yes. critical. That's this movie taught me that if you are not born into a strong family unit, that you can find it along the way. Yes,
4: yes, yes, yes. And
0: it changed Very my true. life forever.
4: Very true. You can
0: always go and forge and find and form families and I think all of these experiences have been about wanting to hold on to that and be a part of keeping that going that's been my real life source of happiness and stability
4: may that continue we will be right back
2: (laughs) Ah. the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center thanks to carvana
5: it doesn't get any better than this
0: You have the most perfect wife, in my opinion. Uh, you have these two beautiful children, Alexander and Emma, you have this beautiful career. You're an activist, you have great friends, you've lived an extraordinary life. You sold I like have, a tequila company, company for a billion dollars. I have you have good, good hair, I good
3: I was the two times sexiest man alive. Yes! <laughs> I mean, what more can I do? I mean, I can't well, work that's any harder. my hard question. Right.
0: You what know. is the missing link? Is there one thing? Yes.
3: AARP sexiest man still alive. <laughs> Sexy!
0: Every dream you've ever had come true. There's no one more deserving of it than you, oh, George well, Clooney. You great. are as good as it gets. And thank you for gracing us with your presence today. Well,
3: thank you, guys. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you. There there she is. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the Drew Barrymore Show podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad free with Wondry Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at slash survey.